Let's open the space. On May 4th, I woke up in the middle of the night at 2.33 a.m. And uh, something told me to call my father. At this time, my father had been in the hospital since November for what I was told was a stomach ulcer. And there were so many things in reference to his experience that I did not agree with. Uh, I don't know. Y'all tell me how you would feel if you were told that your father was getting the best genuine care and you were talking to him and these tubes that were running through his body like came apart. And so you overheard and saw the nurses rip those tubes through his body. your father got on the camera and he looked at you and tears swelled up in his eyes and he started crying and you never seen your dad cry you tell me what you were thinking how you would feel so I called when I got this feeling to call and within an hour of me calling him He died. And in the words of Cuddy, since my father died, I ain't been right since. But I've been doing the best that I can. Because that's all I got, right? To do what I can. The evening that he passed, Somebody came into my life. Well, they had came into my life a couple of weeks before that. But that evening specifically, we sat and we talked about life, liberty, and all that shit in between for hours. And you know, man, I'm believing the universe and things being given to me because it was necessary in some way, shape, or form. And even if I understand it at the time, I'd be feeling it's necessary. So I run with that shit. I run with that shit. I take that shit and I, you know, I go, I go, I go, I go. So I thought that this young man was brought into my life after I was trying to recoup from a terrible abusive relationship to, to make shit better. And for three months, for 90 days, in that what, it, it, what is that? 90 days, right? 90 days is the amount of time when you get to a new job before your insurance kicks in, before they trust you enough, right? So for 90 days, he was great. And he would talk to me. For hours on end and watch shows with me and I would share music and things that I'm into and yada 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 and then as soon as I started talking about us seeing each other in person it, it flipped it became something else and I mean I wasn't the only one he was flirting with me too He told me that he was going to be a safe space for me. He told me that, like, this is where I should go when I'm dealing with and trying to process the death of my father. My father was like my twin, and I'm an only child. He told me I was safe here, y'all. And I don't trust myself 
with myself. So I damn sure don't trust myself with nobody else. But I, I don't know. The time and, and my dad, I trusted him. Right? I don't know. Fault me for that. Please do. Chalk it up on the board. Well, it all fell the fuck apart. I had, um, I was told that, like, you know, I was great friend material. I was fuckable. But not somebody that someone would want to be with. Now, granted, I never asked these questions. I never, it was never a discussion. And this seems real trivial to discuss when we talk about what I've been through that got me here and and all these things that we're going to talk about in this entire project. But I needed to preface this right so that you know exactly what kicked this project off. It wasn't just him. It was everything that has been circling my father's death. It's my father's death. It's me losing a huge part of me. It's me not knowing how to process that. And it's me trying to not turn to drugs and the self-mutilation like I did the first time. I had something this big happen to me. So if you clicked on this link and you thought that this was going to be an easy listen, I'm sorry. Because it's not. Because as I said in paint part one, I paint pretty. I will make this shit look glorious from the outside. But when you get into it, There's so much else going on. Welcome to the stratosphere. So the party has begun. And all the balloons are strewn about the floor. I said I wasn't going to show up to this shit anymore, but I brought my bag. Here I am. Hey, look, Ma. I made it. I'm about to cave in again, aren't you proud? Trying to talk to the cat in the corner, discovering that I'm still a wallflower. But how does that work if your world has no walls? Barriers are non-existent and I hear their wounds won't heal if you keep visiting the salt mines. I'm always minding mine, but they come along, pulls beneath the surface of me. How do you write yourself out of survivor's remorse and devil's intent when you're meeting with demons that aren't your own, but very much ones that you have already met? Fucked up, busted hearts feel like velvet if you coach your hands in tar, I've heard. Remember when tar was easy to score? Souls were easy to burn, didn't have to connect to nothing because we were all dead anyway. Something about that healing, though. Something about that therapy. It starts with one. That's what I hear they say. And then ends with the beginning because no one can pass go when one of us is holding on to shit, hanging it over the table. And that means the worst will never show when you're faking it, faking goddamn everything. Never gave a fuck about me. But I guess if you could paint that way in a world that doesn't force accountability, it works for today. In the end, 
I hear the karma will settle it out. So I'm dealing with some woman who seems like she never loved my father, beasting my mind out. And I'm dealing with an ex that wants to be supportive and loving now. He asked me the other day if I was taking care of me. I fell the fuck apart. Couldn't do that when you were here. I'm going to go nuts trying to figure out that part. Subliminal shots, they all say. If I put my pain on these pages, but I said all this to you and you choose to run away, that's a metaphorical you. It's the weight of the world, I hear they say. Gotta chop it up, cape on. Take two, gotta let go. Cape bloody, gotta not believe myself. Cape torn, gotta internalize when I want to scream. Cape burn. If you don't want to be in the pit, I welcome you to leave. But don't bring nails and plywood. Don't build a fort, then look at me when I start hanging up things. Because I thought some part of you was here to stay. Didn't define shit, but fuck, it doesn't matter. I'm going to get blamed for it. All of it. I'm the one that opened my bag and exposed all of it. You're going to tell me what I wanted anyway without ever talking to me. Those demons come cloaked in velvet, I heard them say. Heard it makes them invincible, easy to just run away from the chaos they create, salt the earth, and watch it all decimate. I let Chester see me to sleep. I let Amy wake me up. Am I supposed to be silent? Subliminal, they say, when everything was always out loud. Did I get too attached? Maybe. Did I dream of white picket fences and all that romanticizing of the stone I hear others talk about? Fuck no. Did I replace the interactions with the times I couldn't sleep? Maybe. Because nothing else has ever been my way. Never been my life, never be a dream. All my shit is always in color. Never went well dealing with people who live in black and white. But I guess it's not meant for me to get anything that is different and new to me. I'm piecing it all together as best as can be. This is what I have heard is the best option for the witch in me. Burn her at the stake. I hear she may come back three times. Burn her at the stake. I just don't want her to come back and correct me. Turn this shit off, Sam. I'm fucking sick of this game. Don't trust the demons at the door. The ones that calm the nightmare so they can implant their own. You cannot trust what you don't know. Something I learned some time ago. But my good senses are failing me now because I thought I knew something deeper than where I go. Replacing all this pain with someone that I thought had me. Thought he would keep me safe. I guess that's something he thought he could do as well. But that's not how fallacies and Rubik's puzzles go. This wasn't a fairy tale. I don't believe in those anyway. By proxy, you thought you knew me. Images in your head of all these other things that had nothing to do with me. But you didn't even try to see truth. You wanted to continue to sip Kool-Aid that you mixed for you. Just one big picture. Picture of bullshit that didn't have anything to do with me. But as always, I get blamed for everything. Getting caught in the crossfire of a life that you keep running from. But there's too much light here for me to fully succumb to the corrosion. I know I'm not the only one that has suffered at the hands of, that has fallen to the demons that you pretend you don't cultivate and shun. But I was supposed to be safe. And all these nights when I started to stay up with you on my mind because it was taking over the dark thoughts from a loss I hadn't been able to grieve from. Instead of asking if I wanted to be romantically attached, you assumed as much and prepared for a battle that ended up being a sneak attack. I was left here with parts of my brain matter on my face because my heart was not in this anyway. No matter what you believe, no matter what you never talked about, all these things line up to create bad karma. That's what I've heard while I'm sitting here on a Wednesday a.m. trying to fix mine. But I guess if it's easier to solve the earth, don't care about the rubble you leave behind. Block, cut off, and just ignore. Take out your pain on the world because you don't know how to deal with anything. I don't want to deal with it, so I guess we done. Runaway trains eventually fucking crash. I forgive you. 
forget you. The end. Well, beautiful lady, I appreciate it and I enjoyed the conversation. You are an absolute delight. Hilarious, funny, genuine, honest. Uh, so I appreciate it every single time we have a conversation. But I do need to get some sleep because I do have that boring nine to five job that I still go to. Um, and it sounds like you got to get up early in the morning too. So I will talk to you later. Have a good night, sweet dreams. I came across an old pic today, black and blue. Finding myself beyond my limits when my face was black and blue. For being honest, for telling the truth, for being a brown girl, for being just like you. Who is she proving the skin to? Me. Most days, the coarseness of my fingertips play out like reminders of time I'm leaving behind, but not something I won't remember unless my brain gets there first. There's a beating heart under all these broken ribs. That's what I've been told. I cannot tell you that I believe in anything real anymore. It all seems to diminish into sound of new chords and breakbeats. And everything is up for sale except my soul. I took it away. I buried it forever ago because I had to go when real life just didn't feel safe anymore. Every second, there's a new one and they start to seem great. Till the skin falls off at the edge of the sink And I'm just looking back at another busted version of me That I want nothing to do with I don't need it, you don't need it, I don't need this, we don't need this But I want the damage At least that's what it seems This is going to implode before I remember why I liked you anyway Curses from the top of the shrubbery as usual Making the same bullshit choices as usual And feeling everything and changing and feeling the same I'm not sure what I'm even fighting for. Because you have me at the side of a curb unknown. But it still feels familiar. Past the sage. And past the brush. Velvet out and velvet bound. You know this one is going to go. Just like all the others from before. Mickey told you in a dream forever ago. You're never going to be untied from his ghost. Even if they have the same name. Sam I am. How did we get here again? I wear my heart on my sleeve, so beware of me. I swear I'm always offering tips and tricks of how to be with me, but it doesn't ever matter. None of this is for the ordinary, yet they keep coming. Sam normally handles all this bigger shit for me, but she's been MIA trying to process everything. And I'm not sure what that truly means for the other side of me. I took a pause. I talked to Mickey. I needed to figure out what he would say, but what can I expect from someone who's speaking 10 years beyond the grave? How am I still stuck on him? How has no one ever taken his place? I swear this death shit makes you think about everything. Like, why we didn't work or why he was killed. And would I have been wandering this planet alone trying to find my place if he was still here? I think about this still. I swear I do. Like, what would I have looked like as a woman if my father hadn't been so far away for so long? Yeah, she has abandonment issues. She has some daddy issues, too. I promise it's not the same old song. Because I'm not out here looking at the worst parts of you because my father wasn't there and I don't know no better. I'm looking at you expecting you to get this, to support this, and to realize I will leave your ass because I know I'm worth better. Nobody on this stage but me. I've said it once, but I'll say it again. 
I say that I'm cursed, haven't been proven different by no man, and now the most important is gone. Y'all want me to keep trying again? Because I don't really want to. Like, I'm supposed to accept how people are choosing to move and tag it to their grief. But no one has given a fuck about mine. What about me? What about D? Y'all want me to wait for you to pass go as I have always, and I'm just not here for that. This time push back. Push back. Always wanting me to wait in the back and deal with my emotions when it works on your time. Just not here for this anymore. I'm sure someone is against it. That's what Sam be here for. She'll coddle. She'll accept. Even if D is over it. And today I just may be. Folks telling me what I should be doing. Telling me how I should grieve. Never looked out for me before. But I'm supposed to forget that and move on. Because you're here now. Oh, yay for me. Man. Sam, come get your folks. I'm tired. And I don't think I say anything nice. The first huge death heroin was the choice. The second living life has the bigger voice. So I'm sorry you have learned some things about me today. But the reality is if I had been in or if you have been in my life, you would have known this shit anyway. I'm not changing. I'm just stripping skin. Tell Sam to come handle them. Dimitri is out. And I'm just trying to ride through the streets in a 1967 purple and black Chevy. But my James Dean just isn't in the room at all. The boys that I have loved and lost with, send them my regards. They all have me blocked. She just wants the right one, but she doesn't know how to pick him. He's always intimidated. He's always going through a growth spurt. He hasn't learned to love himself. He hasn't moved on from the mistakes of his wife. He hasn't addressed his mental health. He has all these other plans with some other girl who's with some other man that he's trying to prove he's better than. Send them my regards. <laughs> they all have me blocked. And if the music stops, do you still dance? And if you're the only one in the studio, do you still sing? And if no one listens to the words, does that mean my emotions ever mean a thing? Because I'm supposed to act like it's all good when it isn't. Because I'm supposed to not be hurt by something that I put so much into. And I always say that there's just no one out there to be. But what does that look like if I'm still chasing all the trauma in me? And they will still blame me before I even blame myself. The circle is shame within itself. And I turn away the ones I should give a chance because I just don't see it. But I probably never look hard enough. Freeing be the one that puts the limitations on herself that she gives the world. Because I can let you be you. But I won't let me be me. Because I need to protect you. But I always forget that I, it means I need to protect or I teach you to mistreat what you cannot see. I say everything up front and it never matters. Think that's what hurts the most. They act like it's all new information and then have the audacity to drag her through the dirt and boast. Oh, she's crazy. Oh, that bitch is nuts. I keep the recordings for proof so that your lives don't hurt as much. Then release them at midnight in an audiobook because I'm tired of being the only one that this truth serum sucks. Especially when you spend more time trying to weave the narrative of, oh, she's just some chick who liked me, and man, that bitch is crazy. Say it twice again so they can hear me. Can't be honest about anything. So yeah, I want my James Dean. Well-dressed and a bit educated, a respectable hustler that can get us around but isn't okay to let me step in from time to time. But I don't want to do everything. I'm just trying to ride in this Chevy with my James Dean.
that's culturally aware that knows his flaws, but enough that he can accept mine too. Is it too much to ask for someone to go to the movie show or a partner to go to the ice cream social picnic for the duo? I'm just trying to meet him and go back a spell or two. I'm in this world looking for my James Dean, my Cary Grant, all these aristocratic white men who would probably enslave me. I'm just looking for my James Dean. But he doesn't exist, it seems. I'm falling for imagery. I'm just trying to live my best life with my fictional leather jacket wearing slick back hair James Dean who would probably enslave me in real life. But those were the images that were fed to me. Thank you. Excuse me. Shit. Thank you for being honest. Thank you for opening up. I I really do truly appreciate that. Um, Well, if I can be a safe space for you, then I will gladly take that space and be there for you for that. Um, I don't mind being that. One, because I don't need a safe space to be at. I just, uh, you already know how I think and feel about stuff, so I'm good. Um, But yeah, everybody definitely needs that mental care and if it's just venting and talking and somebody being there for you, yeah, I, I can absolutely do that. And again, I appreciate you being open and honest and just telling me where you're coming from. Um, it's always good to just kind of understand some of those things and stuff. Uh, but I think me and you will be just fine. Uh, I like the friendship that we're building. Um, and again, absolutely again apologize for how I acted and treated you and said uh, things on that night, but uh, yeah, you are you are good people, and I think uh, it would benefit us both by just being awesome and having fun. I am the queen of the carpentry scene. You say you don't know what that means. Well, let me tell you. They come to me broken. They come to me bruised. They come to me battered. They come to me misused. They come to me unlovable. They come to me unavailable. They come to me because I don't know how to tell them no. Yet. Because I'm still working on me. I have spent so much time fixing all of these broken things that I always seem to leave myself on the back burner so they do the same. (sighs) And it's time for a change. It's been time for a change. I'm self-aware and know that it will never be anything else if I am not the ruler of the show. They come to me bruised. They come to me broken. 
They come to me unlovable. They come to me with all of their bad shit and their demons unspoken. But I can see it on their face because I can see their past in their eyes. And they sit there and they try to tell me that they're not going to do this, that they don't know why everything else failed. They just sit there and they give me all of these busted, fucked up lies because they know better. They know why they are who they are. They know the things that they haven't healed from and the things that they haven't taken the time to work on themselves. But they come to me so that they can project all of that shit. And I put myself back on the shelf. One day you're going to get tired, girl. One day you're going to get over it. One day you're going to be so through with all of it that the only thing left to be is broken and I'm trying not to get there because I'm trying to still be optimistic I'm trying to still believe in peaceful spaces and not all the shit that drives me ballistic but the last man is always like the last man that's always like the last man that's always like the last little boy let's be honest Every single one of them are just little boys with their toys. And I am trying to do better. And I keep healing more portions of myself. But the problem is, is that every time one of these broken boys shows up, I put myself back on the shelf. So what's it going to take? Because this time, the pain's much too deep. So what's it going to take? Because this time, you really got to focus on getting some sleep. So what's it going to take? You let them lie to your face at a time when you were the most emotionally weak. What's it going to take for you to not put yourself on the shelf? For you to deal with your own deep sleep. It's time to wake up. It's time to do better. It's time to love yourself out of the dark that they give because they don't know how to provide themselves the better weather. It's time to wake up. It's trying to do this shit the right way. It's time to wake up. Those are the words I'm waiting for my subconscious to say. This is the tale of two cities, or I mean, this is the tale of two Mickeys, one from my past and one from my past. I guess at this point now, they're both the same. What's funny is I think a lot of this came from the fact that they, he thought they were the same. Without knowing anything about me, I had a second Mickey come into my life who would see me reference the first Mickey, and I think that he thought this song was about him. So he took it and he ran with it. I should feel better, right? I feel like I'm harping on about some shit that I could never fix and some shit that shouldn't be bothering me as much as it did. But, you know, I just have a huge problem with someone saying that they want to try to help me process grief that I've never had to deal with soberly and then throw it in my lap and act like I'm a piece of trash. 
I guess I'm just not okay with being told those words in those phrases at this time. Give me a minute, please. I need y'all to cut me some slack. We are about to get into uh, part two of this project. And what I will say is some of this. You know, ma'am, this whole shit has been hard. Uh, There are so many things that I was not expecting to have to deal with, to walk through, to walk around, to get through, that has been thrown into my lap like everything is kosher. And even with people approaching me and asking me, am I okay? And the same breath of them asking me, am I okay? It always feels like they're waiting to tell me what I should do, how I should process and what they think I need to do to be okay. And that comes across annoying too. It's been a mix of everything. It's been like people who don't know me telling me what my relationship was with my father when they never knew me and they never loved him. And I'm supposed to be okay with all of that and I'm not. And the fact that I say that in the open is a problem. It's been really weird to me to have to process the fact that because I'm so truthful and open and honest that my reactions to their bullshit is a problem. Welcome to the stratosphere. My name is D.Mitri. I am here to be your host of the evening. And again, if you thought this was going to be an easy ride, I apologize for the turbulence. But please know, it was never caused by me. (sighs) You know, I remember sitting in this very seat that I'm sitting at right now. And I was talking to my father one morning and I didn't want to tell him about like the shit that was going on when it came to the relationship that I was in because I didn't want to stress him out even more. And I talked to my mother and she said, you know, you need to tell your dad because your dad's going to handle it. And I was like, but ma, you know, he's sick. I don't want to do that. But I did. And right before. Top of April. My dad had a conversation with this young man who I was dealing with at the time. And he said, hey, if you are not there to make my daughter's life better, then you need to get the hell on. And he was like, you know, I talked to you in the time that I talked to you. I thought everything was cool, but maybe I was deceived. And you need to get the hell on that her life. And he left, right? And then the month after... My dad passed. This is a long ass interlude and I'm so sorry for it. And I feel like I'm just like talking to y'all, but maybe that's what I need to do. Maybe I just need to talk about this shit with the world. And maybe I need to have people stop telling me I need to talk to a therapist. Like I don't talk to a therapist because they don't talk to me to know what the fuck I do. So maybe I just need to do this.
art imitates life, right? That's what I was told. And I've always used my art, be it cooking, be it writing, be it whatever, to imitate my life. But I've always found it funny that people will judge me for doing that when they don't even know how to face themselves in the mirror every morning. At least I can do that. You got so much to say about me. And you don't know me, but shit, you don't know you. So maybe you should be spending that energy and that time talking to you instead of telling me what I need to do or what you think I should be doing. This has been one of the hardest things I've had to process in a long time. But what I will say is I think it would be easier or it would have been easier for me if my father's wife hadn't treated me like I was a mistress instead of his fucking daughter. Because that's what this has felt like. I felt like I've had to prove my love and prove shit to her when she don't even know our relationship because she don't even know nothing about me. And she don't even know all the times that me and my father talked outside of her. Because she tried to involve herself without involving herself. And what does that look like? Right? And now in, while he's dead and gone, he's still doing all this extra shit for no reason. And making me feel like I have no right to anything when it comes to my dad. And because I'm open about how I feel and I'm open about how that hurts me, we just trying to judge me more. You know what? I don't care. I'm my father's child. I'm my mother's child. I am their child. I bear very, very strong personality traits that come from both sides. And I ain't going to apologize for neither one of them. Definitely not the ones from Dennis. Because I'm just like him. This has been one of the hardest things I've had to ever do in my life. And I just wish that at the bare minimum, people who say they care for my dad would make this shit easier for me. But they have not. And it makes me look at it all differently. differently.